Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is episode two of what if the pandemic never ends? The title of today's story is, It Wasn't About the Mask. It Was Never About the Mask. I'm Don Stinson, your host and author of the blog, Dodging Career Killers in the Age of COVID-19. You can find our weekly blog at www.dodgingcareerkillers.com and our podcast on Apple, Spreaker, Spotify, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, and in India, Geosun. It's been an interesting first week. We've received some wonderful feedback from folks who understand that careers will almost inevitably be changed by the effects of COVID-19. And the better solutions to problems you have in your back pocket, the better your career is likely to be. Some others suggested that COVID-19 was a hoax that there was no pandemic and that I was an idiot. More than one told me where I could shove my pandemic, including one part of the human anatomy I'm not sure I could locate. What was universal about the negative comments was that the people who wrote to me couldn't have possibly read past the headline, what if the pandemic never ends, and then jump to a conclusion. Our podcast isn't about politics or medicine or conspiracy theories, but rather about reclaiming, building, or starting a career in a country with massive unemployment and a dangerous illness in the air. That's a shame, because along with last week's story about psychological judo, they're also going to miss this week's tale about how a few bucks cost a guy a $250,000 a year job, a brand new Mercedes, and a country club membership, all in the blink of an eye. So where we spoke last week about winning by doing something unexpected, this week I'm going to share a true story about losing by not doing something that should be expected. We sometimes expose the deepest parts of who and what we are when we least realize it. I have a friend named Alexandra who owns a large company with hundreds of employees. Because of COVID-19, as many people as possible now work from home. The folks who continue to work in the company's plant follow CDC guidelines as perfectly as possible. The practical business side of Alexandra's thought process tells her that the fastest way for her company to go under is to have a workforce that's either seriously ill or terrified about bringing an illness home to their families. 
The human emotional side tells her that keeping employees and their families well is not a debatable issue. It's simply the right thing to do. As good a person and leader as Alexandra is, she would be the first to admit that she's not exactly a fun boss. With Alexandra, business is business and work and responsibility always come before play. Some years ago, she had a head of HR who looked at the plethora of startups that converted their offices into fun spaces with pool tables, coffee bars, and an infinite supply of pizza and concluded that they should do the same thing to raise morale and productivity. The HR director even made a presentation about it to the company's executive committee. He suggested everything from monthly birthday celebrations with cake and ice cream for the whole plant to fun theme days that included things like free Mexican food on Taco Tuesdays and wearing silly hats on Wacky Wednesdays. Alexandra listened, slightly amused at it all, until the HR director started to explain how the company would give out free shots of tequila on Tequila Thursdays. At that point, Alexandra nearly blew a vital organ. All she could see was little piles of trampled tacos on the carpets and a flood of sexual harassment suits and drunk driving arrests in the wake of the first Tequila Thursday. As Alexandra explained to her next HR director, employees were there to work. If they wanted to eat birthday cake and hit the bottle, they could do it on their own time and at their own expense. Although Alexandra didn't buy into a party atmosphere to make employees happy, much less in the same areas where they were manufacturing chemicals, she wholeheartedly believed in treating people with respect and consideration. Her employees were paid well. They had unbelievably good health plans and other benefits. The company was flexible and cooperative when it came to family illnesses and other personal matters. Bullying a fellow employee often resulted in termination, whether the provocateur was a senior manager or a regular staffer. Alexandra wanted her people to look forward to coming to work, not because they had pinball machines, but because they were treated with dignity. By running the company under the philosophy of do the right thing, there was exceptionally low turnover, high job satisfaction, and stellar profits. In March 2020, Alexandra decided to expand her business and started looking for an experienced senior executive to build a new operation from the ground up. It was a very well-paid position, with a base salary of $250,000, a bonus of up to another $100,000 free use of a new Mercedes and membership in an exclusive country club. She needed someone in the slot yesterday and had no doubt that the compensation package would bring out the cream of the crop in their industry. After interviewing what seemed like a truckload of candidates by video, Alexandra finally found someone who seemed to fit the bill in experience, expertise, education, and temperament. Because she didn't feel comfortable hiring someone without meeting them in person, Alexandra and the candidate, Jim, agreed to get together at an open-air cafe where they could chat while sitting six feet apart. This was in June 2020, and because many people were wearing masks, they exchanged information about what they'd be wearing to easily identify one another. 
Alexandra arrived at the appointed time wearing a mask. Jim arrived at the appointed time without a mask. Jim walked right up to Alexandra and stuck out his hand for a hearty shake. Horrified, Alexandra forcefully told him to back up. Jim looked surprised. Never want to beat around the bush, Alexandra asked him why he wasn't wearing a mask. I don't believe all this stuff about a virus, he said. There's no law requiring masks, and besides, I find them uncomfortable. Alexandra brusquely told Jim that the interview was over and simply walked away, leaving the candidate behind with his mouth hanging open. I asked Alexandra why she didn't just give him a lecture about masks or explain in no uncertain terms that he'd be required to wear one if he came to work for the company. After all, she needed someone with his background as soon as possible. Simple, she said. I could fix the mask issue, but that's not the problem. There's more news about the dangers of COVID-19 and what to do to stop the spread of it than we know what to do with. If all he's come away with is, I don't believe all this nonsense about a virus, then he's too dumb to hold the job. By showing up without a mask, he told me that he didn't care about other people, including me. And why would I want to give someone with that little intelligence and compassion an important job? I can put a mask on him, but I can't change who he is. Funny, isn't it? The problem Jim caused himself wasn't about his not wearing a mask. What ended Jim's candidacy was what it told Alexandra about him. As far as she was concerned, Jim was at best a halfwit who made decisions based on opinions rather than facts, and she had no room in her company for someone like that. When you think about it, unshined shoes or unkempt hands and dirty fingernails can also consciously or unconsciously communicate the same sort of thing and suggest that the person doesn't pay attention to details. Not carrying a way to take notes, for example, can suggest that you're not really interested in the information you're receiving. It's a rough world out there, and you only get one chance to make a good impression. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we'll talk about why manners are coming back and why a lot of folks might be in trouble. Thanks for listening, and stay well. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.